Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we go. We do a podcast for you on this lovely Tuesday. Al, what is up, man? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, so I was wondering if you do this, this might be somebody, this might just be me because I have a little extra time on my hands, Jerry. Do you ever go through, do you ever go to an open house if you're not really looking for a home? Recently, no, but we have done that in the past to kill some time on a Sunday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go look at this place. Yes, we have. Because sometimes that. you get like ideas. You yes. go, oh, they do. And that's exactly why when we moved into this house, yeah, we went and looked at like two that my wife saw to get dining room ideas and flooring ideas. And that's exactly what we did. The problem is if you go into an open house that's bigger and better and more expensive than your house, you start to talk yourself into that you could afford this oh, for sure. new yeah. open house. I think a lot of people rationalize a lot of expenses the yeah. wrong way. Sure. I went into an open house, a condo in Bradley Beach this weekend. Okay. Because it was a condo in a building that I had looked in prior. Okay. Um, and it was cheaper than my current condo. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see, like, hmm, what if I go to a less expensive condo and pocket some cash selling my condo? You sure. know what I mean? Oh, so you were thinking about selling yours and buying something else? It, it, not seriously, considering. just wanted to see. Yeah. But once you start doing the math, like, it's not all that much mm-hmm. of, of a difference. But anyway, it got me thinking, like, one, like, the girl who was showing the condo was yeah. a younger real estate agent. Okay. And I wondered, like, mm, this is normally the biggest purchase you're making, right? Mm-hmm. Your house, yeah. car second. Would you trust a younger real estate agent? Or do you want a weathered person who's been through it all, seen it all, has run into everything? Or do you want to go get a younger person? I think if I... So I would need three things to know that I'm good. Okay. I need to know my lawyer knows what he's doing. Which I have a I have a real estate attorney, so I'm good there. Uh, I've used them, you know, several times. I need to know that I have a a good handyman that's going to go walk the. If we make an offer, he's going to go walk it with me. The inspector, after, dude. No, after the home inspector. Oh, goes okay. In. Wow. Okay, you got an extra layer there. I like that. And the third one is a home inspector that knows what he's doing. That's not going to pick the place apart. Those three things. The me to me, I don't. I'm not going to be too concerned with the real estate agent fumbling it because I would think 
that the real estate agent, unless she's got her own company she just started, but if she's working for Century 21 or Gloria Nielsen or whatever, she's going to have help behind the scenes. So, And when we bought this house, as an example, the real estate agent we used was a friend of Kim's who was only in the business a couple of years, um, and she had help. So, yeah, it would, it would not steer me away from it, no. I almost think of it like a how she like, hot? Like a pilot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would like uh, my real estate agents like pilots. Oh, someone that looks uh, old enough to have some experience. Okay. Not too old that they're going to go senile. Not too young that they haven't been through things. All right, fair enough. But those you make great points with that. I hadn't considered that. Like if you've got the lawyer who's looking at all the paperwork mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Then I was thinking like, what do you, what's the standard... For like, let's say you sell a house for five hundred thousand dollars, five percent, five percent. So twenty five grand, yeah, goes to the. It doesn't go to the one no, man or woman selling your house. They th- split. This is why you want to buy and sell a home with the same agent. The agent wants you to do both with them. They want to sell your home, and they want to help you buy a home, which they tell you not to do, because or no, that you shouldn't buy a house. From the listing agent. Okay. How do they say that? Like if, uh, like this is what I did when I very first, like it's like, let's say I, uh, let's say I don't have a real estate agent. Okay. And I see a condo for sale Mm -hmm. and I call the listing agent and I'm like, oh, this person could just, I'll buy off this person. And then I don't have a, hey, you could sell my house too. They say that you're at a disadvantage because you, you don't have the competitive. I believe that. uh, Things, but. Makes sense. I feel like, I think that's negotiable too. I think you can negotiate. Oh, everything's negotiable. Percentage, but I'm just saying standard is five percent. But doesn't that sound crazy? Like, especially nowadays, like I'm going to sell a five hundred thousand dollar house, and I got to hand over twenty five grand. So, on one hand, it sounds crazy. On another hand, think about how long it takes to from the time you put the house up for sale, yeah, to the time it gets sold. How much work is involved that that person, how many calls they're making, how many times they come over, how many times they sit with you, how many times they talk to you, how many text messages that go well, back and forth. I don't know. Forth. Are there that many? Yeah. It's a lot. Because they're responsible for setting things up, getting home inspector. I mean, they do, oh, do, okay. a, yeah, they yeah. do, do a lot. And that 25000 is only 12500 to your real estate agent who doesn't pocket it all. They then have to split it with their realtor. Right. So that realtor, you got to think of it this way. So that twenty five grand gets split four ways minimally. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So she's she or he is probably walking away with about six thousand dollars. And most times, at least in my experience, selling a house from signing the lawn to keys into the next place is minimum three months. Yeah, why is that? So they're working their ass off for three months for like four or five hundred bucks a week on a twenty five thousand dollar commission. Right, that's a good point. So it doesn't mean that you can't negotiate it down. Of course you can. I think where where people have a problem signing that money over is they go is they think like if you if you were somebody who shopped for a home prior to the the internet, then mm-hmm. you realize like they really the realtor was the only person who was able to tell you what houses were for, for sale, sure, right? Yeah, yes. Or if you, you saw a, it in the newspaper, you had to have an MLS agent number. Yes, to see in there. And now we all could just go on Zillow or Realtor.com and see what's available. So we could say to our real estate agent, I want to go see this house. What about this condo? Well, that's why, and I don't know why, where it ever went, 
the concept of YHD. Remember that website? They Their selling point was, here are all the homes, 3%. They, and I think at the time, I think real estate fees were like 6% back then. And it was like 50% of the fee, 3% realtor fees. Yeah. But you did a lot yourself. It There is a lot that goes into selling to... There's a lot of crap that goes on with the attorneys, with the towns, with the yeah. permits it's, that we don't think about. You can do it yourself, and I think you'll very quickly realize, you know what? Just hand over the goddamn money and someone do this, please. <laughs> Correct. Let me just yeah, tell I me when you're I'm right. out. I think a friend of mine one time did sold by himself, and it was a it was it's a giant hard. pain in the ass. I mean, yeah. you can move yourself too. Now in a condo, you can do it, but like for me, the idea of moving myself out of a house with five, six rooms, or seven rooms of furniture. No, thanks. Yeah. I could save myself $4,000. I'll pass. <laughs> Much easier is to have five guys. Yeah, everything's, take it, please. Yeah. I'll meet you at the other house. Yeah. Also think about, like, if you're relocating, let's say you're, you're going to uh, retire, Jerry, and go to uh, South Carolina. Sure. You don't know anything about any of the neighborhoods. Even yeah. if you go, I want to go near Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. That's when you need, like, the local real estate agent down there. You're not kidding. That would. And you're trusting their guidance. Right, like you want to go into a certain type of neighborhood, hundred percent, with a certain amenities yeah. and, and things like that. Then you're completely exciting, though. Too like when we moved to, uh, like you've done as well, moving to Matawan and Bradley Beach. When we moved down to Brick, that was a brand new area um, for Kim and I, and it was very. On one hand, it was bizarre not knowing anything around us. Yeah. On the other hand, it was really cool. New restaurants, new stores, new roads. Yeah. Everything was new, and it was fun. It was. Yeah, it, you get used to it, though, quickly, Of course you do. Of course. But there is that there is that time period, kind of like when you get married or whatever, they get in a new relationship is really neat at the beginning. You know, living in a new place, it was, it was fun. Right, it's fresh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, someone asked me the other day, and I know years ago we had this conversation, but every, every time I'm in Iowa, we take the same route back to the Cedar Rapids airport yeah. from the arena. And we get stopped at the same light every time. And I'm looking in amazement at what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Panera. I see Chili's. I see the old Bed Bath & Beyond, which is now gone. But I it was still standing there. Um, there was a Olive Garden. And I'm looking around like, oh, and an AMC. I'm like, if I would have just shut my eyes, woke up from a dream and opened them and looked, I'd be like, where are you? Anywhere. I know. That's what stinks. Anywhere. That's that's what really stinks is the I was reread about this first many years ago in the book Fast Food Nation. Yeah. Which was not just about fast food, but chain mm-hmm. restaurants, stores, and how it ruins the uniqueness of yeah. cities. Now there's still a lot of uniqueness if you're living in Iowa. You're gonna see a lot of cornfields and you're gonna it's not gonna look like here. I, all I'm saying is your day-to-day life is going to be extraordinarily similar, and it doesn't change all that much. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, they were worried about that after the Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. You know, a lot of big companies came in and, and had the money and the resources to build back up in an area that was hit by the floods, but it changes what the city is yeah. if... It's charmingness to it. Yeah, if there's a Home Depot where a local business used to be. There's, a, You know Chatham, New Jersey, right? Yes. All right, so that's where I used to have my broadcast studio, call it what you want, school, whatever. Um, 
there are no big box stores. There's no chains. That town has a law that the, that the um, population that their um, citizens passed years and years ago. Joe Tolleson lives in Chatham and loves it for that reason, that you are, they will not accept. Like they'd have to pass the law to allow Home Depot to come into Chatham, for instance, since you bring up Home Depot. Very mom and poppy. It's the same as it was 50 years ago. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I think Gina's town of Spring Lake, New like Jersey, that? is like that. The downtown. Okay. Like, there's no chain it's good. restaurants or sandwich shops. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah, it's neat. Especially in a beach town. Yeah. You got to have know. some part of your... When you're off of a, off of major roadways or highways, yeah, you expect to see that stuff. But if you go to, like, a, a downtown place in America, you want to yeah. see the local people there. Like, I think this... Uh, see... And Red Bank, to an extent, has that, though Char is kind of a, a chain. Yeah. Not that I think you think of Char like you think of TGI Fridays. Right. But for the most part, Red Bank, while they do have a couple, still has that feel to it. Freehold, I don't think, the main strip of Freehold, I don't think there's any chain restaurants. I think they're all, like, independently, privately owned private restaurants. Yeah, I think pretty you are sh- correct. Pretty sure. Yeah. But I haven't been there in a while either. Yeah, me neither. I want to go down there. Freehold, uh, freehold, when you go, when you're in Freehold coming from Matawan, so you're going more west, when you pass the courthouse on the right, there's a traffic light. You make a left, and immediately on the left, right up on the right side, there's a great restaurant. I forget the name of it. Huge. An upstairs, a downstairs. It's got like a brewery, brewery-type restaurant feel. They're open to like midnight. It's alive. A lot of young people. Great place to go. They have Federici's Pizza there, Jerry? I don't know. They do. I'm oh, saying. Um, you're asking. Yeah, I don't it, was, know. it was. That was a statement. Not oh, okay. A question. Got it. Federici's Pizza there, and I've been there a couple of times. They have Bruce Springsteen pictures in there because he's oh. from Freehold. There you go. That's how I know about that. Mm. I got to start going to these downtown areas. Yeah, Freehold. You can. The problem is, it's just you know, I don't want to drive 40 minutes to go to dinner. Correct. That's the only thing. I know that's a tough thing, but then you end up going to the same spots, right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, I think for me, I'm lucky in that I've got Red Bank within 12 minutes. Um, I've got Madawan that does not have a lot of restaurants, but they got a good handful within seven or eight minutes. And then I got a couple in my knee. So I can. What's your cutoff minute wise for when you go? Eh. Yeah, 15 minutes. 15. I don't want to really. I To be honest with you, anything past Red Bank, I'm out. Yeah. I don't even like crossing that bridge. Like barrel and roost, perfect. I don't need to go across the bridge. I'm on this side. I'm, you know, once you start going further than that. Yeah, I feel like 20 minutes is a good cutoff for me. Yeah, that's fair. But you're right. Like I'll look in places like Long Branch and it's like 25 minutes. Is it really? "Mm." Yeah, like things are farther than you think. Yeah. See, Seabright for me is no more than 15 minutes. Right down Route 36. Yeah, see, that one's probably a 25 minute spot for me also. Because I don't think you can take Ocean Avenue straight to Seabright. I don't think. No. There's somewhere where you have gets to cut get off. out and back yeah. around. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Then I wrote this down, Jerry, what I was going to ask you. What does Jerry Recco look for in a car? Um, what are your top priorities? Fuel efficiency because of our job. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't give a crap. But fuel efficiency is one. I like... Where's price falling that for you? Do you have a... You'd be like, I definitely am not going over this certain amount. All right, for me, not my wife, yeah, for, for my you, car. Yeah, for you, is this a car you're going to commute to work It's a good question, in? too, because my car, 
I've got 175,000 miles yeah. on my car, and it's something I got to start thinking about. Right. When do, is that when you start thinking 175? Uh, no, I start thinking when I start bringing it to fill too much. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it thinks it's starting to go, and you go, what am I doing? Well, I got to tell you, it is running phenomenally right now. But I do think about it because I think once I hit the 200,000 mark, which will be sometime later this year, I really got to contemplate it. I don't think for me personally, with the way I beat up these cars, used car, um, three to four years old is what I look for, uh, max 25 grand. I mean, it's it's insane because I ain't writing that check. I have to finance it. Yeah, I think that I think that's a good number that yeah. you could get for a, a car that's like coming off a lease. Yeah, I look in the grand. fifty to 60,000 mile range. To where I can get 150,000 miles out of it. That's and, what I look for. And what's your gas situation when you go, okay, what, what uh, am I looking for it's here? It's got minimum 28 miles per gallon. Minimum. I would prefer it more. I yeah. really I really do think, I've got a few cars I like that I've thought about already. Um, the Prius is one. I've told you about that numerous times. I would absolutely go back to the Prius. Um, I would love the Ford Bronco, but that doesn't quite fit in the whole price or the miles per uh Price the miles MPG. parking it on the streets of the New York parking City doesn't work. Um, I, other than I don't know, I, I, do you I, take things into account like traveling in bad weather, snow, or is it I so don't infrequent? My, no, because my wife has the expedition. Oh, okay, so if I know if the weather's terrible, like snowstorms mostly, I know she'll be home from work and I can take the truck. So I don't. I don't really worry about that too much. What about your infotainment center? Yeah, no, that's something. It's got to be. I've had a couple of cars that were terrible. It's boring. It is boring. So Once like, you get one, or hard in to a, go back, or in a rental car with with a big screen, it's hard oh, to go back. Man, yeah, no, I agree. This car I have now, this GTI, has I think a very cool uh, for a small car. I like it. I don't want to go backwards. Yeah, from can't there go backwards. So that is important. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm starting to think the same thing because I'm at like a hundred and. I feel like you just got your. Car. I know. No, I'm at a hundred and twenty-five thousand. Know what you're doing? What? Hundred and forty miles a day now? Hundred and twenty? One twenty? Yeah, one thirty. Fast. Yeah, it goes fast. But you start to think like, what about that balance of? This is the other thing I always think about with cars. The balance of, I got my money's worth out of this car, all these miles. Yeah. And what could I get for it in a trade-in or sale? We're so far past that. I think once you go past that 120,000 mile, I think the price comes so far down. I think it's like handing in a hunk of tin. (laughs) And they're basically going to give you a couple thousand dollars for the weight of it so they can go melt it. (laughs) I love when you get, because I used to get these from uh, my Subaru dealer. Yeah. Uh, You know, you get those generic letters in Mm -hmm. the mail. Hey, we're very interested in buying your Subaru. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, but what it doesn't say is they tell you, We'll give you like thirteen thousand dollars for it. Yeah. Then you bring it in. You got one hundred and sixty thousand miles on this. How about I give you fifteen hundred? <laughs> and the mirror was just kicked in. Right. We're not interested. Depends on how desperate they are to move cars too, though. Yeah, because they will certainly overlook some things if there's an abundance of an inventory. And yet, if people are buying cars, the interest rates are good. They'll tell you to stick it up your ass. Like I'm not giving you crap for that yeah. car. I don't need to sell you a car. I got nine people waiting online right now. Yeah, it is such a balance. It's a game. Everything in life is a game. Yeah, trying just to balance it out. Go, I gotta, I want to get a little bit for my car. But then there's also something that makes you proud of. Like, I got everything out of this car. Yeah. No one even wants it. It's so 
abused and yeah well and there's also used. for me i know you buy your car like you write a check out for your cars i don't the I last one i did right. yeah so i don't do that i got too many bills i gotta pay so i finance it so i'm at a point now where i think my car will be paid off in nine i think eight or nine months i think which is right in line with what i'm talking about time to go get a new car there's a part of me that wants to try and keep it for a year or two after that and enjoy not having a car payment but i might hit yeah. three hundred thousand miles then yeah so you're right the last time i wrote a check for my car yeah but i only was able to do that because when i traded my other one in i think it was maybe a seven thousand dollar difference okay but oh, wow. the, but the longer I that's the thing though the longer I keep this one the less it's worth yeah the every, less every <laughs> day and then if you yeah if you don't want to have a card payment you're yeah every day like you said there's more you lose value you lose value yeah, yeah. it's the it's the most amazing Balance. thing how a house can increase in value as it's getting older and older and older and yet a car like a week after you buy it is worth eighty percent of what you just paid for it. yes it's really amazing. And it's also funny, too, like, if you go look at a house and they go, um, we just put a whole new roof on this, you'd be like, holy crap, that's awesome. If I said, here's my car, I just put a new transmission in it, you'd be like, oh, my God, this car's already, the transmission's gone on. <laughs> What's next? Like, why did you just put money into that? Yes. I know. So yeah. weird. I know. It's, it's it's interesting what is an investment and what is a liability. Yeah. And a car is a liability, but a necessity. Yes. You know, there's where we live in our hours, There's there are no choices. Yeah. So, and then uh, you always go like, uh, oh, well, if I get a used car with this many miles, I need to count on this to get me to work every for sure. day. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other part. Like, I know my car. So I know that there's nothing wrong with it right now, even though it's got 165,000 miles on it. I go buy another car that's got 50,000 miles on it. What if in three weeks the, they knew the transmission was faulty? You don't know until you've got it for a certain amount of right. time. They still say, I, I was just seeing a financial guy recently of uh, top used cars to get. Yeah. Those Camrys are still... Toyota's unbelievable. It, yes. Year after year, yeah. the Toyota and the Honda. Yeah. It's really incredible. I would even venture to say the Corolla is the way, because they are really sharp now. They used to be a, a junky, yeah. cheap car. And they are on the lighter side price-wise. But the design of the Corolla now, to me, I wouldn't get the Camry. As nice as the Camry is. Is the Camry of the lower model or the? The higher. No, the Camry is the more expensive so one. So Corolla is their, lo- their lower I would say level. Corolla is probably their lowest model. And yet really nice. Really nice. Like I look at some of them parked outside. I'm like, wow, that's Corolla. Yes. Damn. I do that too sometimes with cars. Yeah. When, when it's the lower or what was historically the lower mm-hmm. end model where you thought was junky. Yeah. And then by the way. Even if you took like a a lower end model car and you put what looks like an iPad as the screen, it looks phenomenal. <laughs> I know. I'm like, mm, sign me up for this car. Yeah, it is. Friend of mine just bought. He's like, uh, he hadn't bought a new car ever, and he's yeah. uh, he's I think maybe a year older than me, so he might be fifty fifty one. And he, it's funny we're having this conversation now because just last weekend he's like, yeah, hey, I bought my first new car, and I'm like, oh, good for you. I'm like. Must have cost you a fortune. He's like, no. He goes, I searched out something affordable, and he got the Hyundai Elantra. And I saw, I'm like, this is gorgeous. He goes, yeah, cheap too, only thirty four. I'm like, thirty four. Like, holy crap, cheap. Like that's where we're at now. A cheap new car is thirty five thousand dollars. Think, think about I, that. I don't think I've ever paid thirty thousand dollars for a car. 
I think every car I've I, bought was under that. I, me neither until I until I got Kim the Expedition. That was that was forty eight. That was used. That came off a lease that had, I want to say, forty two thousand miles on it, and she's put in like three years fifty thousand on it. Yeah, it's a great vehicle. But it's funny because you know my mechanic Phil, he's like, hey, so you know you're approaching a hundred thousand miles because you're thinking of getting a new Expedition. I'm like, Phil, they're ninety two thousand dollars. <laughs> No, fix this one, please. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, he didn't realize that's how much money the new, it's it's insane. Yeah, I'm not really understanding how people are paying for these cars unless the, the lease or the, um, when you take out a loan, are, are they doing 10 years on? I know seven, I believe, is a thing now. I don't know about 10. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out people are affording houses. <laughs> so I'm. I remember when it was weird when I got a my when I got a new car and I got a five year loan. My father was like five year loan. They were all three all years. All three. Yeah, I know. I well, when you first bought cars, there were no loans. You either had the money or you didn't have the money. Hey, Mr. Ford, I need a car. Okay, fine. It's seventeen hundred dollars. I don't make that. Well, goodbye. Or you'd have to go there with your loan with from the bank. A bank. Loan. Yes. Now they would like, give you a check yeah. that you were responsible for writing the check out to the automotive company. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Where you guys walk in there with the, here's, give me the car. Here's my cash. My check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think people ever walk in with actual cash? 100%. A new car place? Yes. I know that actually happens. <laughs> my friend of my brother's is a GM at one of these car dealerships. Yeah. And he absolutely has had people walk in with briefcases of cash. God knows how they made it. Maybe gambling. Maybe stores where they don't count cash. I don't know. But 100% people have bought cars with cash. And I wonder what the car dealership does with that. They pocket it. <laughs> no, like they, car like, was stolen. <laughs> but like, do they immediately run to the bank and be like, I got to do... Well, that or the safe. I mean, you got to figure they have... Oh, that's true. They got to have a safe. They bank. have to. Yeah. I would think. But who knows? Man. Yeah. It's an interesting business. Yes. Like, car GMs make a lot of money. They hit incentives from the um, from the, 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 head, the headquarters. They call it the... Um, Corporate headquarters? Yeah, from the car makers. Yeah. And they they do well. They do very well. What do you think a person selling, let's say, Toyotas? I, I work on the Toyota car dealership lot. And I work, uh, you know, I'm doing 40 hours a week. What do you think I can make? How many cars did you sell? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Because I don't think your hours mean a damn thing. No, I'm just saying, like, if I'm giving you 40 hours, how many cars do you think? What, what type of... I'm so curious. If somebody's a car... Salesperson, let me know. I know. I'd love to know this what they guy make. at um, guy at Bueller in Hazlitt. This guy by the name of Kenny. He passed away a couple of years ago, but I bought a couple of cars from him. Really nice guy. I want to say his best month was forty cars. What? His I said best month. I didn't say an average month. Best month because you go through these periods where people literally you got to take a number to get a salesperson because cars are flying off the lot. Um. But I don't think that's normal. So if you figure you're selling 15 to 20 cars a month, I mean, think about how much time that is sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, and I also don't know, like, what percentage they get on a car. I don't either. I'm, I have no idea. You know, the houses we know, right? We could do the yeah. math on that. Yeah. We can't. I can't do the math on the cars. And I, I also think they probably get incentives, too. They hit their certain numbers. If you sell 12 cars a month to 20 to whatever, you probably get big bonuses, I would think. I don't know. It's nothing I ever was ever interested in. My brother did it for like six months. Could always uh, talk to him. It must be cool if like you really love a particular type of cars 
car and you sell, like, let's say you're really into Porsches. Like, I'm in a Ford Mustang, my favorite car. Yeah. That would be cool to sell the Ford Mustang. Like, you wouldn't be faking. Like, you'd be no, actually enthused yes. about the car. I completely agree. That would be like, how could you not? Dude, this is a Mustang. What do you mean <laughs> you don't like it? I agree. <laughs> right. That's true. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. Right. How can you not like that? That's what I say. Sure! What up, y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Nix makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary! On the final play of the half! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't All suck. Right, here we go, it is 5.02, it is nice to have you with us, it's Tuesday, CeeLo is not here, that means Boomer Wobie, the Eddie Scazzeri, what's up? Uh, and across from me, his name is Al John Dukes, what's up man? Uh, good morning Jerry, uh, yesterday on our uh, ride home we got caught in uh, some sort of uh, oh. protest blocking the various ways out of the city. It was funny, it blocked uh, the uh, Holland Tunnel, which yeah. me, you and Eddie go out of. The Brooklyn Bridge? The Brooklyn Bridge, Williamsburg Bridge, which I believe Geo goes out of. Yeah. It was brutal. And I would like to thank you publicly for welcome, giving Jerry. me a call as I got in the car because I was able to navigate my way around and it only cost me maybe seven or eight extra minutes. Okay. It wasn't terrible for me, only because I knew where to go. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have been honking like everybody else. Wondering, yes. what's going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I Dude, I know. I'm, understand. I'm, I understand. First of all, either. why does it take so long to arrest protesters? The, like, if you and I were driving home and we got to the Holland Tunnel and we got out of our car as an individual. Yeah, and just stood there. We would be tackled, I hope. Right. It's not the, we're not talking about protesting. We're talking about protesting in front of a thoroughfare. <laughs> right. Like, I the know. minute, so, and there's cops all deep at the Holland Tunnel. I, I'm aware. So, as soon as someone shows up there, don't you just pummel them and throw them to the ground? That's I, what I would do. Apparently there. not anymore. Yeah, because everyone's got stupid cameras now. We're not allowed to. I don't uh, understand them. Clear my way home. I don't understand the law anymore. Even Eric Adams said, you want to protest, protest. You can't block the tunnels yeah. and the Z- bridges. By the way, what for what purpose? Like, do you think now I'm sitting in traffic going, hmm, they've got a point. Whatever your protest is, I'm against it if I'm in traffic. Even if it was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you're getting people very angry at the moment. That is you, true. If you were protesting that 
pro wrestling that the WWE was taking in baby orphans and using them to practice wrestling moves, and you were against that, I'd be like, let these babies defend themselves. <laughs> get I me home. The, I am for the wrestlers. <laughs> I want to get home. Yeah, just stop. I Dude, I know. I it know. also doesn't stop things going on in other countries. It also doesn't mean it's not going to happen again today. You better not do I'm it I'm not today. saying it is. I'm saying I have no idea. I what saw the a hell tremendous video uh, yesterday of a, of a gentleman in his car uh, trying to get over the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. And he told them he was going to just... He's like, look, I got a daughter. I got to pick her up. I'm going through here. Whether you're going to get out of the way or not, they let him through. Good for him. The you person behind him should have just whoop. And here's the problem, though, is if a few didn't and he hit them, he'd be in jail. I know. It's just Not so those stupid. people. I do, I'm with you. I know. I know. I know. I know. So dumb. It was not a great start. It's funny because half of our day was over because we had worked the full yeah. shift. But I still feel like it's the start of our day. Not a great start to the day. I would. I was really wanted to go down there with my pepper spray and just go whoosh, out of the way, punks. And then you'd go to jail. I've got to get home. <laughs> don't and don't take out that baton. I've got my <laughs> eggs to eat and a dog to walk. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Oh, and people were sending me, you know, it was some sort of pro. I don't know if it was pro Palestinian. I don't know what it is. I legitimately don't. I know it has to do with Palestine. So I have no idea. Like I said, don't care. Because it's blocking my traffic, Jerry, and that's the most important thing. For you, yes. But people are sending me pictures like, look at this. This is what they're protesting. Okay, it do- it doesn't equal fixing that. When horrible things are going on, either Which are in going the U.S. On every day, everywhere, by the way. Or the foreign countries, you standing in front of the Holland Tunnel doesn't fix it. So get out of my way. Plus, I thought they did this during rush hour when I'm not there, Jerry. They do it at all times. 10 a.m.? That's when I'm going. Does anybody work anymore? No. <laughs> I know they don't. We're all fake working from home. Not us. We're here. I'm Not here, us. Jerry. And McMonagall was here today, so oh. all good. So the audio sounded good today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jerry, this is uh, a rough 2024. I got uh, My car got uh, in a fist fight with a guy. My That's car. That's true. My car I think was... your car won, by the way. Me too. I I'm with car, you. I think your car stood tall. My car won. That guy roundhouse kicked my car. He might have broke his foot. Oh, Jerry. If Or his hand trying to punch my window. Yeah, might have Multiple broke his hand. Times. Absolutely. I hope that guy's broken hand, broken foot, and is laying across the... the uh, now, that guy could see us time to protest. He's got a broken hand and broken foot. Clearly. He's fighting my car. He could just go lay across the entrance to the Holland Tunnel. The guy's on a bike at 4 o'clock in the morning. He's got time. I'm just saying, if you're going to... like, There are cops at the Holland Tunnel. A lot to of them. To stop terrorists. A lot of them, yeah. So when someone shows up there, and I'm sure their hands are tied as the cops Clearly. Are, the cops aren't even allowed to stop you if you go into uh, Walgreens and steal all the medicine. The, the, the cops are have to let you go because that's what the government wants. This is crazy, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Crazy. We're living in some funky times. We are. And then I saw Jimmy Kimmel was attacking, uh, went after Aaron Rodgers last night. Yes. Partly defending himself, partly on the attack. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. By the way, Jimmy Kimmel's buddy, Howard Stern, who didn't leave his house for four years. Now has COVID. Or he's, oh, he's getting over COVID. I'm sorry. Right. right. Had right, it. Right. 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 Had it. Had it. Had it. He got 900 booster shots. He didn't leave his house for four years. and He got COVID. But yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Tell us not to uh, listen to podcasts and 
uh, just listen to the science and the doctors. I think well, there's a couple of things there. One, all that stuff is nonsense. Yeah. And I've had enough of Aaron Rodgers, too. Oh, by the way, uh, who's telling the Jets organization to stop the BS. But let me continue to do this uh, with Pat McAfee, which he will do today. Because Correct. That's been good for the team. Yeah, I love it. His distract. You do. Yeah. But you can't you can't say some things are a distraction and he's not been. No, he is. Because he's been a giant pain in the ass for a guy that played four snaps. Um, the Kimball stuff I like is defending himself against the pedophilia. Um, but then the other stuff to me goes too far. It's all, I, I hate all this. I really hate all this stuff. The problem with the Kimmel stuff is Kimmel's doing what a lot of people do when they call into these radio stations and things. Or like if you put out a tweet, people, and Jimmy Kimmel did this, they 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 take in the tweet or the comment and then they add their own things to it okay. and then say you said that. So it was like uh, Aaron Rodgers called me a pedophile. No, he didn't. He well, didn't. if you're on the Epstein list, that's the whole point of it. Right, but he didn't even say Jimmy Kimmel's on the Epstein list. He, he said, said he can't wait for the list to come out. Right. And that that Kimmel is basically shaking in his boots that he's going to be on the list. Yeah, he in, didn't say that. You See, you're adding that. He didn't say going to be no. on the list. No, 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 no. That his name could be on the list. No, he didn't. never said that. Well, what he did said, he say then? He said Jimmy Kimmel is nervous that the list is going to be released. Oh, so we're playing with words again. But we're not. But people are adding words. When the you same s- way, if you're, if you're defending, hold on. If you're defending a bunch of guys that could be on the list, because a lot of the guys on the list were left-leaning politicians, of which he is. Sure, sure, sure. You don't want them to be on the list because you've been defending all those guys and saying there was no list. Yes. But the, adding but, what, words but, but, to things. But, 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 you're also not taking into account the way things are perceived by everybody. I mean, I perceived it the same way. It would be as if I said to you on the air today, um, the Epstein list is uh, is coming out. You're shaking over there, dude. Anybody, like anybody listening would, would think that I'm insinuating that you might be on the list. Okay. It's not a matter of what I said to you. It's what everybody thinks and perceives as being said. It's And it goes back to the whole immunized... Um, vaccinated right. nonsense to where did Aaron Rodgers lie? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Did he mislead us? Yes, he did. Hundred percent, he did. And he can sit there and stand behind. I never said that. No, you didn't. But the way the question was asked and the way you answered it, and I blame the. And I don't mean to go back to this, but you blame the reporters too for not following up because they kind of took him at his word. Everybody walked away from that thinking, oh, okay, he got vaccinated. But he wasn't and never said he was or he wasn't and played with words and misled us. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, perception is ever, you know that in this business, people get fired all the time for misperceptions. So you're not wrong in what you're saying, but there is a thought out there that when you say things in the way he said them, the vast majority of people are going to take it a certain way. Right. But we're putting that then back on. If your feelings get hurt, that's my fault, not your fault. For interpreting it a certain way. Because the large majority of the population is taking what, you, not you, but what the person said. But why is that on the person way? and not on the large majority of the people for taking it that way? And well, it's on everybody. It's on everybody, but not everybody gets an opportunity to then question him about it. That's just the way it is. When you say something with an audience, and whether you like McAfee or not, and I think what he does is fun, there are a lot of people that watch that. And most of us aren't brainiacs 
And most of us, if not all of us, don't have the opportunity to continue that conversation with him. So you take what you hear as what you think you heard, and then all of a sudden it be. I mean, we, we always talk about the cancel culture. What is the problem with the cancel culture? A lot of it's perception, right or wrong. Right. Be people say things, they're taken the wrong way as opposed to what was being meant as a joke or said in a, in a, to go in a different direction. But because certain amounts of people, right or wrong, don't like it and have the louder voice, you lose. We, so if we're going to fight against that, why would we not fight against this? It's, it's kind of the same thing. It's a little different, but it's, it's, it's essentially the same thing. One guy misleading you a little bit, or at least putting something out there that creates a narrative, a false narrative that becomes the reality. And a lot of people, a lot of good people have lost jobs because of that for saying things that really weren't wrong or even insulting. And yet it's taken the wrong way. See ya. And we, I feel like we've argued against that for years now. Yeah. And to me, this is very similar to it. But like Jimmy Kimmel last night, there's a Jimmy I have, Kimmel. Yeah, tell me Kimmel, what you want to hear because I cut everything. The one where he says saying someone's a pedophile, <sighs> which Aaron Rodgers did not say. Uh, Jimmy I, Kimmel's I quote think, is. I think, right, but that, okay. again, comes to the perception of the list. and spe- you, can, you can do that all you want. If someone said this list is coming out, Eddie Scazzeri, and you are nervous about it. I understand what but you're it, saying. <laughs> Most people are going to think that that means Eddie's nervous that he's on that list. Okay, but why Why is that on the onus of the person speaking and not on someone's terrible interpretation of it? Well, I just that's what we just talked about, this whole cancel culture. If someone says something that's not meant to be in direction A and it goes in direction B because of perception, that son of a gun has been canceled and fired. But that's only, what we've been dealing with for the last five years. I know, but th- only I'm if not saying it's right. Only if they're fired by the, a company that's perceiving it that right, way. Right, so this guy who does have a microphone and an audience is fighting back against perception, in which case most people that aren't as big as him don't have the big enough voice and people behind him to actually listen to him. Like, I would have to, I didn't know we were going to go in this direction. I would have to make a list of people that have been fired for things that, I have, that they have said. Yeah, but again, that's that, on the companies that fire them. They, that's a com- Correct, because of pressure. Right. There's no question because of pressure. In this case, I don't know that there's enough pressure on, or clearly there's not because Jimmy Kimmel's still out there. Um, and allowed to defend himself. In some cases, guys aren't allowed to defend themselves. They just get fired. Um, you know the deal. If you bring in money and you're big enough, you can fight through this stuff. If you're just the common guy or someone a little bit better than the common guy, you're gone. If I, There are things that you and I could say that there's no one here is going to save us. There's no one here. Even if it's said in a way that's not meant to be taken the way it's taken, we will be fired. Do You, uh, you have to sure. agree with that as much as we enjoy the warm-up show, n- neither one of us has reached Jimmy Kimmel levels to where someone might actually back us and listen to us and let us explain ourselves um, to where he can defend himself. Aaron Rodgers is at that level. He can say what he wants, truthfully, misleading, whatever the case might be. He can kind of do what he wants, and it's entertainment for us. Um, I, I wish. So let me see. I think this is the one you're, I think this right. is the one you're talking about. If not, I'll stop it. The truth still matters. And when- no, that's not it. Maybe this one? Uh, hold on. <laughs> they let him host Jeopardy for... Oh, come on. I know it's here. Hold on. No, this isn't it either. All right. You know, how about this? During the break, I will find it for well, you because the- I want to get it for okay. you. Or you can read it. You the quote read it. is, 
saying someone is a pedophile is not an opinion, nor is it trash talk. But he didn't say Jimmy Kimmel's a pedophile. So he incorrect. didn't say those words. Right. You are, so you are, then that you have you to eliminate are, but what that. What are you thing? not hearing about what I'm saying? I'm not hearing because it that's was suggested. Not... A, he didn't say it. You're right. I'm not. A, he did not say those okay. words. That's it. So then you can't but go on your TV show and from say the mass majority, the vast majority okay. of people is that he was suggesting that Jimmy Kimmel will be on that list. I don't know how you don't see that I, because you are. But <laughs> then, do you think Jimmy Kimmel is right in saying? Saying someone is a pedophile is not an opinion. No, I think he's wrong too. Okay, well, I, I think they're both wrong. I think these are two blow ass hards that I can't take listening to anymore. I am, and you know what sucks about it, honestly. Now get back to sports for a second. I like Aaron Rodgers. I wanted him here. I want. I. I I'm so sick of the Jets sucking. I think if Aaron Rodgers played this year, the Jets are in the playoffs right now. I think the Jets have a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. I think things would have went the way they were supposed to go. I am so sick of this Tuesday crap with McAfee where he just spouts nonsense out that mouth, and it's like we run to it and play it, largely because football sucks around here, and it's become a story beyond the story. And then he's got these giant balls yesterday to sit there and talk about this organization's got to flush the BS if they want to become a winning organization. Meantime, all he's done is shot his mouth off all year when not playing. I can't take him. I can't take Jimmy Kimmel. I hope they all go away. But unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. Hmm. They're here. Yes. They are here. And we get Aaron Rodgers today oh, on uh, Pat McAfee, and I hope he doesn't apologize. It was funny. No, he's not going to apologize. Good. What was funny is literally moments after he's he mentions about all the BS, they ask him, you know, <laughs> you're going to continue this thing with Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, I'll be on the show tomorrow. <laughs> oh, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> I can't take it. Yeah. Where's CeeLo? I want to take off. <laughs> God damn. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. I was God. saying, like, this is just something that uh, unfortunately happens in – all day long on social media, sports talk shows, where people add their own things to to what somebody says, their own interpretation, and then claim that that's what the person said. Well, Al, that's that, your interpretation. And that goes beyond this. That That also goes for the way we knock these guys on the field and the way they play. And when things fail, we think we know why. And we sit there and this guy sucks and that guy sucks. No, they don't actually. But that's us as the novice that's going to sit there and jab them and rip them and, and in some cases, run them out of town. Um, that's sadly what this business is. Ain't right, but that is what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Good mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I would take mm-hmm. a quick break. 519, we are just getting started. We've got a whole lot more to do. Tuesday morning, we got Boomer and Gina coming up at 6 o'clock. Lots to get to. What else, Al? I saw the Michigan won last night, Jerry. They are the national champions in I college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 they beat blah, blah. Washington, no Jerry. Game. 34-13. I got home from our newest Cornhole League began last night. So I got home and we'll put this game on. Put the game on. 17-7 Michigan driving. I'm like, okay. I mean... 
I'm you like, felt I, it was over already. Seventeen seven. Yes, I did because I watched four plays. Yeah, and they were four rushes for about forty five yards. <laughs> I said, "My God, Washington looked defenseless." Um, and I know the kid Penix didn't have a great game, but I did not. Yeah, I, yeah. I checked out. I'm like, I'll be surprised if this is a game. I woke up and saw they won by three touchdowns. I like this tweet by uh, Jack McGuire. He works over at Barstool, Jerry. He had a, a picture of, uh, you know that great picture of Len Dawson, the the old-time yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs quarterback, where he's uh, smoking on the sidelines <laughs> yes, during a game? Of course, right up your alley. So he had that picture, and then he had a picture from last night's game with the Michigan quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. And, and under it, it said... Uh, Q Super Bowl one quarterback smoking cigarette at halftime tonight. JJ McCarthy's therapist doing a mental health check in the fourth quarter. He was doing a mental. His therapist was yeah. on the sidelines. We have changed. And then he brought. Then he wrote the. I don't know if have you heard the saying, Jerry, where he wrote. The, he writes at the end of this tweet. How's that saying go? Hard times create hard men. You hear that one where yeah. it goes. Uh, Hard times create hard men. Hard men. So do strip clubs. Hard men create soft times. Okay. Soft times create soft men. Okay. Soft men create hard times. So it's and all cyclical. Cyclical. Okay. So that means so next year the quarterback at USC will be smoking at halftime. Of well, I don't know ball. how quickly it goes. <laughs> but they say that's cyclical in the world as yeah. well. Well, like, everything is cyclical yeah. usually. Like right now we're in... Um, soft times create soft men. They'll say okay. that's where they say we are now. We're a bunch of soft men. I think the here. circumstances create it too. Yes, those. Yeah, where they go hard times or soft mm-hmm. times create yeah. harder soft men. No doubt. Jerry. No doubt. I'm a soft man myself. All right. I suppose. But you are. I mean, listen. You also you handle that dog with an iron fist, though. I don't. That's the problem. <laughs> I really should start handling that dog like I'm the leader, but she I don't. She runs your world exactly. I know. But you're going to get a break soon. Yes, my Las Vegas break. You're oh, going to get like baby. nine day, nine night. Well, I can't even say nine nights of beautiful sleep because we're going to be up all night. Yeah. I hope I remember to pick my dog back up when I go you get will. back stop home. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Now, she might not be interested in seeing you at that Perhaps. point. But you will not forget. You might actually want to pick her up. up. No, nah, I think you'll want to pick her up. Do you think Brian Dayball and Joe Shane, when they... Got up in front of the uh, press yesterday. What was that, the 9 o'clock hour? I think 8.30, I think. 8.30. Do you think they knew Wink Martindale was out? That he was going to quit? Or that he was Um, out, however however the circumstances. I do, probably. So they were big phonies again yesterday in front of us. They all, well, I mean, Because they they act like, oh, no. Why wouldn't Wink be back? He's a terrific Uh, coach. Unless, well, but here, but even Wink's a phony then. Yeah. Because he was asked about his future with the Giants on Thursday. And he's like, I'm under contract. Why wouldn't I be here? And then he quit four days later. <laughs> Did something happen in those ah. three days? So, and again, anytime, this is why we always believe, and, and we tend to believe reporters and things we hear because it always, almost always turns out correct. Because uh, we don't argue. We only argue about who eats the last slice of pizza. Oh, well, then why is he gone then? Right. Because they hated one another, apparently. Right. So then tell us you hate each other. Yeah. Everybody lies. Everybody Bunch lies. Of phonies. Yeah, well, the world is full of liars, phonies, and hypocrites. Yes. Mm-hmm. So annoying. It's just, then let's just stop the charade of doing press anything. conferences. Because they're not going to say anything. Bill Belichick can't even muster energy to say a word in a proper way. He'll go, mm-hmm. and has Aww. for two decades. 
Hey, Bill, what's your record without Tom Brady? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I saw another tweet by somebody who I don't know who they are. I don't know where I would give them credit, but they said uh, these Giant fans freaking out about Wink Martindale. You were 27th. Yeah, in the league I, and defense. I, get I lost. agree. Just because he blitzes a lot, we can find someone else that'll right. blitz a lot. I think it's just because he has a cool name, Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale, the old and, game show host. Yeah. So then people are like, "Oh, he must be good." His Wink, Mar- we I've heard of him. He I must do like be terrific. I did hear yesterday at one point they're like, "What if he wants to go to Philadelphia? Let him go." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't good with him. <laughs> okay, let him go. Yeah. And I I understand. It's all about the player. Until we realize, yes, scheme is important, and I'm not going to say coaches don't make a difference. Of course they do. You have to have the players, though, or the scheme don't matter. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact, You can't fake your way through these seasons. And clearly, I mean, he might know what he's doing, and he's had a great career. He didn't have the players. Right. We're giving the Jets an entire pass for the season because one player got hurt. Correct. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. You got that right. Yeah. Then I saw this sounds like a terrible idea if you're, well, if you're the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Because the Saints are considering adding John Gruden to the offensive staff. I thought Juden's, I thought Juden, I thought Gruden is, is suing the NFL. <laughs> I don't think that matters. I guess but, not, because right, Brian Flores yeah, Brian sued Flores the league, sued too, the league, and yeah. he was with where, Minnesota? Does that sound right? I think Minnesota. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, Okay. So they want to bring John Gruden in to work with Derek Carr again? I mean, that's a l- – who's their head coach? Allen Dennis something? Allen. Dennis no, Allen? Dennis Allen's his last name. Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen? Yeah. That guy's – Who escaped a- being fired. <laughs> right. <laughs> Barely. Yes. Now you're going to bring John Gruden in? He's desperate. He's going to take your job in, in, by week six. He's desperate. And for whatever all the crap that got him knocked out of the league, I'm sure that the fans will forgive if they start winning games. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's all that matters. Go win games. Well, that's the thing. You get you bring him in in this area where it's like you're not even the offensive coordinator. You're the, like, offensive senior specialist or something. You're like a quarterback consultant or something. Yeah, now yeah. you're in the building and you're there. So then sliding you into head coach all of a sudden isn't the same as if they brought you in out of the blue suing the NFL to be head coach. It's almost like you're quietly making your return. Yeah. If that's even possible with the name of John Gruden. Yeah. But yes, I know. I don't even remember what John Gruden did. Uh, He had emails were uncovered where let's just say his language uh, was not good. Okay. In in which area? Race, sex, uh, uh, race. I believe. Okay, if I remember correctly, it might um might have been both. Might have race been and race sex. and sexuality. It might have been. Yes, you got two of them. I I'd have to check that during the break. It was. A, it's got to be. It's a few years ago now. I don't remember exactly, but I think both of those were intimated in the emails that were uncovered. Hmm. I'm All right, well, that's, of it. that's not good. Then no, for him. which is why he's been out of the league for yeah. A, uh, was it two? Maybe three years now. Feels like three years. It does. It feels two, like a while. You had, where was he last? Um, was he with the Bucks? Or was no, did he no, go? No, 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 no. Oh, he went to the, the Raiders. No, back to the Raiders. Right, he went he Raiders, back, Bucks, yeah. back to the Raiders. I, I believe so. I was going to say because in those few years, we've already had uh, Todd Bowles. A couple of years, we had uh, the guy who wears the cool hat. He resigned in. Oh, let's. Closer than I thought. Twenty twenty one. I thought it was longer. Oh. I thought it was longer than he was, was the Raiders head coach. He resigned in October of twenty twenty one. So just two and a half years. Not even. Not two even, years yeah. and a couple of months, actually. I thought it was longer than that. Wow. 
the headline resigns after homophobic and misogynistic, and then the headline stops there. we got to see what else it was. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yippers. All right. Well, uh, we'll see if that happens. We'll see if he is back in the league. I don't know about that, but we shall see. And then I was also reading, Jerry, that uh, reports are that TV networks are interested in Mike Tomlin. Did he get fired? No. Is he in the playoffs? Uh, yes. All right. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> he just went 10-7 and seven after that losing streak where everybody thought he was going to get fired. He's got how many years now of, of winning football, of non-losing seasons? All of them, right? He's I, I He would be great on TV, and at some point I'm sure he will be. I don't think it's now, though, with the way they just won these last three games. And I know the Ravens sat a lot of their starters, but at the end of the day, his team's in the playoffs again. Uh, I'd be surprised. If Plus, he it's was the on TV. Steelers. They yeah. don't like throw people out of the building, no, especially not when you win your last three games and you make the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean, you've had you went from Knoll to Cower to Tomlin. How many Jet coaches in that time? You got to oh go back gosh. to the seventies for Chuck Knoll. The Jets might have had fifty-seven coaches <laughs> since then. I'm exaggerating, of course, but it think is about weird that. how how certain organizations. Get it right, and others can't get out of their Just own way. Never, even like looking at the Packers, right? Yeah, it's like they had Brett Favre all those years. Mm-hmm. Then they had Aaron Rodgers. He just sat there. Mm-hmm. Then they bring him up. Well, winning, no problem. Then they bring. Now we'll see about Jordan, Jordan Love. Yes, but so far off to a good start. Yeah, I kind yes. of feel like even he had, just, a, he had a weird season. He got off to a good start, was awful in the middle, and finished really well. And now they're in the playoffs. Even that, uh, the last game I was when I was watching. Uh, of course, I watched just the highlights, but he looks relaxed, smooth back there. Jerry. But I think that's the whole point about actually sitting and learning. You know, it's not like, and that's what to me really sucks about the way the NFL contract structure is for rookies, specifically quarterbacks. You, you need. We were talking about it yesterday. Like when you pick a quarterback, you got to play him. Because you need to win in those first four years when he's not making a lot of money. Because once they pay him $50 million, you lose guys all over the place because they're eating up 25% of the salary cap. So if the idea is to draft a guy and play him, well, what if he's not ready? You ruin the guy. Right. I can make every case that if Zach Wilson has not yet started a game in the NFL, the excitement around him would still be there, clearly. And you would think that if he did, let's say he sat his first, this what, his third year? Is that right? This was his third year? Yes. So let's say he sat his first two years under whoever, then Aaron Rodgers was here and he's sitting this year, and then next year's his time. You would think he'd be a lot better off for it, having seen, watched, practiced, and been around a real NFL starting quarterback, as opposed to throwing him out there with terrible coaching and not a great team. Like, how does that benefit you? So it doesn't surprise me that Jordan Love goes out there and he feels like he knows what he's doing and that he's got control of the team. He's sat, he's watched, he's learned, he's listened. Now it's his time. The same thing why it worked well. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might have been good anyway from the start, but he sat for three, four years too. Right, Mahomes sat. Yeah, Mahomes for Alex Smith. That's right. Yeah, And yet we don't allow these teams to do that anymore because the salary cap stinks. Sure does, Jerry. Yes. And by the way, I mentioned this yesterday, and the whispers are getting louder. I don't think Bill Belichick's going anywhere. You got these stories that he met with Kraft yesterday, and the idea might be to bring Josh McDaniels back. That'd be a great press conference. He just comes out, yeah, I'm coming back. (laughs) Well, as he said, I'm still under contract, and he is. So, yeah. 
give him another one-year extension on top of next year, and he's back. Do you think Patriots fans would like that? You'd have to ask them. I don't know because I feel like they really soured on him yeah. the last couple of years. But if McDaniels is coming back as part of that staff, maybe maybe the Patriot fan is like, we're running it back. Yeah, it's kind of exciting to get something new. Like, you're, sure. oh, we're going to get a new head coach. And then if you hear you're not getting a new head coach, you're like, mm. More of the same. Yeah. But that could very well change with a new quarterback. New quarterback, Josh McDaniels back. You're yeah. right. Let's run it back, Jerry. Because the one thing that I I think even, I know you didn't watch their games, but even on red zone, I thought you got enough of them. New England's defense was really good. I mean, it kept them in games. Their offense was putrid, um, but their defense, pretty good. Pretty so good. you think they'll take a quarterback then? I don't have to. Right? I, I do not know. I don't know if they're taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If they would, I don't know what, I got to look at free agency. I don't even know what's out there free agency wise. So I don't know what direction they would go in. But clearly, Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, not the answers. <laughs> that we've learned. Mm, all right, that's fair. All right, quick break. We come back. More's to do's. It's uh, the warm up show. And then you got Boomer and Geo coming up at six on the fan. All right, rocking out on a Tuesday. With your jock out. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers used to do that. They don't do that anymore. They used to do what now? They used to rock out with their jocks out. Oh, yeah. Yes. They loved being nude. They used to come out with a sock on their stuff. Yeah. But they've gotten older. They don't do that anymore. Although Flea will still sometimes come out nude, I believe. No one yeah. else. Yeah, rock and roll guys. Every once in a while, they'll find a group of them that just like to be nude with each other. A little weird. But hey, if you like it, good for you. Uh, they liked it, Jerry. They, back they in the day, sure they did. did. Or, or the drugs liked it. Yes, correct. The because drugs liked it. That is all noted in those books that mm-hmm. were one written specifically by Anthony Kiedis about the drug use. About drugs. Yes. And now they instead, they um, they meditate. They meditate. They sip lattes. And a lot of uh, lemon water. And work out. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. They're, it's amazing. I think Anthony Kiedis is 60. He's like Boomer. I think he's 62 now. And he still has an eight pack stomach. Oh yeah, he looks great. It's unbelievable. They all like are even um even Flea and Chad, they they look awesome. Must be nice. Hell, mm. Mick Jagger's running around oh, at eighty two. Jerry Mick Jagger's killing I know. it. I know. Uh and I want to give credit to Mr. Evan Roberts. I was listening to the Evan and Tiki show yesterday. Uh-oh. This is not good. You know why? This why? means you're starting to listen to too much again. <laughs> Explosions coming. <laughs> the countdown is on. I'll listen to too much sports talk? Yeah. Probably. But uh, Evan was, they were, this was before the Wink Martindale news came down yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Evan was sitting there talking and saying, you know, they fired his guys. This is, we- this is very weird. Okay. Is Wink really coming back? Are they going to fire Wink? And then not 20 minutes later. Wink resigned. We got word of Wink resigning. Then maybe, you know, I didn't realize it happened that late. Maybe they didn't know at 930. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe Wink was planning on coming back and was ticked off. Well, they did say, uh, Dayball and Shane, one of them, in that morning press conference, that uh, they hadn't talked to him. Because somebody asked, like, if he was coming back. He's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. They go, well, have you talked to him about the, no, we haven't talked to him yet. That because people felt that was an odd thing to say. Maybe they thought there was no issue. Yeah. Who knows? God knows what goes on inside these buildings. He's not going to get a head coaching the job, though, is no, he? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think Wink Martindale, at this point, I feel like the league is turned over and the coaching candidates are much younger. Belichick's one thing. If he was let go by the Patriots, 
a team would would like, I don't even think Ron Rivera gets a head coaching job anymore. Right. I think he's probably if he wants to stay in the game, I think he's probably going to have to go coordinator route. I don't think Frank Wright gets a head coaching job again. Um, I don't think at this point, Wink Martindale, who was the Eddie, who was the longtime coordinator that took the Broncos job? An older guy. He was only there two years. It didn't go well. Just recently. Vic Fangio? Yeah. And right. And it didn't go well for him. And he was of the he was so excited to finally get his opportunity and it didn't work out well. I just feel like the league is now peppered with thirty somethings and forty something year olds that are going to take over these these positions. I would be stunned if Wink Martindell got a head coaching job. Good point, Jerry. Man, these young punks coming in taking all of our well, jobs. Well, that's what you want. Oh, right. You always say that. I do. I will I want uh you want the guys. old guys out? You want the young guys in? Well, I think that's what you're getting in the NFL. Except for radio producers. <laughs> then the older, the better. More experience. Right. That's right. what I say. <laughs> the land of hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all around us. That's why, like, where you, radio was great when there was no video involved. You just be old and just sound young. And no one knew. Yeah, no one knew, and you could just talk about, like, cool things young people would be into, and no one would have any idea. But now you look like the creepy bald guy that lives alone. Yeah. By the beach with a dog. (laughs) Exactly. It used to be, I'd be like, Jerry, what did you do this week? And I was out partying with a bunch of chicks. Which is fine until you see that you look like you could be their grandfather. (laughs) I know. It ruined it. It was... It would started with with videos, yeah. still photos, social media pics. We've come a long way since what was that network that put Imus on the Farm C-Span? Network? No, C-SPAN. When right, MSNBC? What? No, but before MSNBC, C-SPAN. I think it was C-SPAN yes. that did a couple of live look-ins for the full four hours. Yeah, and no commercials. The, the camera was just on, and you saw Imus and Chuck and. And through the breaks, everything. I feel like that's where it started. Yeah, and man. And then MSNBC picked them up, and now ever since then, everybody's on TV. Right. Now we got to be decent looking in order to be on the radio. Well, we've made it work. So video well, didn't kill the radio star. No. no radio vi- saved television programming. Correct. In certain cases, yes. We've been grandfathered true. in, though, Jerry. Two ugly guys that still yeah. get by. But now, yeah, now we just can't pretend we're, like, partying all weekend with hot chicks. Jerry, I do what I do every week, and I pick a college town and go drink with some hot chicks. Can you clip that and save it to Gina? <laughs> sure. Especially Man. right before you go to Vegas, just what she wants Man. to hear. Al going to be running around UNLV. <laughs> yeah. What's up, chicks? They're like, are you a professor? Like Will Ferrell going back to school. Yes. <laughs> By the way, Evan now has a full Yeah, beard. I saw him last week, and he asked me, he's like, what should I do? I'm like, leave it. I'm like, you can't say... That you are not shaving this until the Mets extend Pete Alonso and then shave it. Like, you're stuck. Now, if he moves on, you can shave it because they didn't sign him and he left. But if he's here and they don't give him an extension, that beard doesn't go anywhere. He's like, but it's really itchy. I'm like, well, that's your problem. You said you were doing something. You got to do it. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't seen what he looked like for a while because I I don't see him around here. So I went to their Twitter to see a, a video from yesterday's show. Not I would say it's not bad looking. He actually looks like an adult. He does look like an adult. Is there gray in it? I don't think so. Not from the photos, not from the video that I saw. Is it a darker red? Actually, it's the same. It's like one of those. It's like fire red. Like, it looks great. It's like one of those beards that blends in directly to the hair on top, and it's just one big piece. Yes. He kind of looks like a me character. What's that mean, a me character? From 
from the Wii video games. You create characters. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can literally just paste a, mus- a mustache and a beard on. Yes. That's what he looks like. I'm a, are you a Wii character in anybody's Wii? Uh, yeah, my sons have made characters. I'm sure. They have uh, yeah, yeah. a Wii. They don't look terrible either. Actually, it looks better than I actually look in real life. <laughs> yeah, I have one. Uh, I'm a, a Wii character in my nephew's Wii, mm-hmm. and I have a. I look like a tough guy with a goatee. How about that? Yeah. But you don't have a goatee. Did you have a goatee I guess back I in the did day? years and years ago okay. when he first created it. All right. But then, like, I'll lose to a grandmother in a sword fight. Pretty much, yes. That's the way <laughs> it goes. Yeah. Does that work? That's how it works. Video games, my friend. Yeah. Uh, John Moran, Jerry, he's out for the season. I didn't see this injury over yeah. the weekend. They said, well, I, they said it happened in a training session Saturday. Yeah. But I don't think that... Oh, so you think this was just announced then? Yeah. Not like we missed it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we missed it. I think it was just announced yesterday. Oh, there goes the grizzly season. This is a weird injury. A subluxation of his right shoulder. So what does that mean? I don't know what that Sub-lux-ation. means. Did we, did we Google what subluxation means? It's sub, Jerry, like a sandwich. Sub. Right. Lux, like luxury. Right, I got it. I believe there's a, a slight tear of something. Hmm. It, it is a subset of shoulder instability occurring when the shoulder joint uh, dislocates. Ouch. Yeah. In this condition, uh, I'm not going to say that because Eddie will clip it and that will be good a sound call, bite. Good call. Uh, let's see. How do you fix it? Oh, yeah. He's out a while. Surgery? Yeah. He's shut down, surgery, and then uh, rehab, basically. That sucks. So he's out for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's their season. He just got back from his suspension, Jerry, from waving guns around social media videos. It was all looking yep. up. I uh, yeah, I suppose so. And this happened in practice or training session. Why practice then? Why train? Great point, Jerry. But no, all kidding. And we don't have time to have this conversation. But for all the people out there that sit there and 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 bash injuries about, you know, well, he shouldn't have been doing this. He shouldn't have been doing that. This crap happens everywhere all the time. It, like if he unf- did this snowboarding, we'd be like, what is oh, this guy exactly. doing? And, and, and if that happened, I'm sure he would lose his money because I'm sure there are stipulations in the contract. Now, that is um, that would be irresponsible financially in his part if you're going against what your contract says you can and can't do. That's, that's a different story. But, it's, but you're right. If, let's say, let's say he had this subluxation, whatever it's called, playing pickup on the streets in Memphis on his day off, we'd be killing him for it. Yes, it happens, you know, he's playing basketball, it happens, he's training, it happens. But, you know, that's why, and again, that's why when everybody talks about, and I get the whole risk-reward thing, but sometimes you just got to play and let the chips fall where they may. You sit there and you protect guys, you protect guys, and then what happens? He's training for his game, he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah I was thinking that watching the Lions game this weekend when that... Matt Laporta? Yeah. Sure. I was like, but, they, but, they, but even in that case, like, I love what the Lions, it sucks he got hurt. But you know what? I feel pretty good about that team still going in. They played well this weekend. They're fired up. They're ready to go. They're still in rhythm. Now go beat the Rams and prove it. And Dan Campbell was saying that dude might be ready to play. Which would be something. Because I, I thought at first when I read it, I thought it was a three-week injury. So if he can tough it out, that's great. That's Just great. Tape it up, Jerry. Shoot Just it tape up. It tape up. it up. And, let's go. And here will be another example of it, too. We'll see. Like if, if Lamar Jackson sucks in two weeks or gets off to a shaky start and they're in a hole early... You're going to look back and say he didn't even play a quarter or have like nothing. And he sat for three weeks, basically. It's a right. long time in between taking snaps. 
So, all right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo at six. Right now, we got an auto. Oh, look at how, look at this timing. An Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence with more on John ja Morant. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got a couple minutes to go. What else, Al? Saw that uh, Tiger Woods, Jerry's parting ways with Nike. Yeah, or Nike's parting ways with Tiger Woods, one or the other. Uh, no, I think he parted ways with them. But I don't think, I think they stopped making clubs a while ago. I think he hits Callaway or Titleist Club. I'm not even sure. But I guess the apparel's gone too now. So he that was the whole iconic yes. red shirt, yeah. black hat. Yep. Did they stick by him when uh, his wife was clubbing his car with uh, his uh, golf clubs? And she I don't smashing. think he ever stopped wearing the Nike clothes. Yeah. So I think it's so. sad, Jerry. Well, what's they, what's sad? Well, they had Jordan. Yes, he's still with them, right? Yeah, they Nike's had, still doing all right. They you think are. their stock's going to be fine? I didn't say that. I'm, oh. I don't know, but yeah, I, I think Nike either. will be fine. I still think they have a pretty good market share. They got other golfers in that mix. I don't. No, I don't think so. No I don't, other I don't golfers. Think, I think Nike's phasing out of golf completely at really? this point. I know they used to make golf balls. I don't think they do that anymore. Remember the clubs? People hated the clubs. And people ran out and bought them because Tiger was hitting them, and they were not well-received. Hmm. I would have just got uh, whatever the most popular clubs is, was, put a Nike logo wasn't, on Wasn't, Boomer, you would know this, when he started hitting the Nike clubs, didn't a lot of people blame <laughs> some of his poor play on those clubs yes, for did. switching? question is, who made the clubs, and are they the same company that made Titleist clubs and all that other stuff? Same thing with the golf balls. I think they all come out of the same and they warehouse. Just stamp them. Everybody puts a different name on it. Perhaps. But, yeah, so that's that's over. But Nike has lost a lot of money in their golf division. Yeah, it did not go well. And that's not who they are. They're about running and they're about basketball. Yes. That's who they are. That's how they first got started, running shoes, Jerry. Run, yeah, of course. By the way, Iowa, Nike basketballs, Nike Elite. Remember we were talking about who has uh, what kind of basketballs are made these days? Under Armour makes basketballs. Nike makes basketballs. Is Onions basketballs? <laughs> Thank you, Al. <laughs> I'm going to ask Boomer if he knows this. Oh, my God. I just got here. Yes. What is we now, missed what you. Now? Boomer, you know college basketball players are wearing low-top sneakers now? Yeah, I know. I saw so that. so weird. Yeah, I saw Rutgers game a couple weeks ago. I was ago. all about three-quarter. You know, not the high tops, the three-quarters. That's but what I would wear. When? Just randomly some guys started wearing? Been years, actually. Yeah. <laughs> As long as I've been doing I gotta it. i got to get to more games, Jerry. <laughs> okay. You want to go uh, tonight, 7 o'clock? WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.